0: Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend podcast, sponsored today by Caterpillar and FourConstructionPros.com. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and today I'm joined in the studio by Jason Hurtis, construction materials, quarry, and aggregates for Caterpillar, and also Alan Pumpkin, command technology of stations and remote. We're both uh, really glad to have both you guys here today. One jump right into our topic, and really the topic is scoring more wins using command technology. And guys, I know that you can speak to this as if it was part of your DNA, but for some contractors, uh, uh, Alan, can you start us off with what would be a good broad definition of what uh, technology when it's got command in front of it? What does command technology
1: mean to us today? Hey, Brad. Well, thanks for having me on. So CAT command technology is our... A suite of technologies that encompass remote control, semi-autonomous, and autonomous machines. In our construction industries, we are offering uh, both remote control and uh, semi-autonomous offerings. That's awesome. And when you look at this technology, where has it
0: invaded Caterpillar? I mean, what what pieces, type of equipment, what industry is really uh, being prepared for this type of technology?
1: Well, Brad, you know, Caterpillar is lucky to have such a deep breadth of offerings in our industries and, of course, our product portfolio. And being the leading mining provider globally, we are able to utilize and leverage all the work that's been done in our mining industry to bring it down to a construction size machine. And that's where we're seeing these technologies like Cat Command being adopted by construction size machines. Jason, let me jump to you for a moment, because in your
0: area of of, uh, materials and quarries and aggregates, I know you've seen this. Give us some examples. Where is this technology really taking root at in your area?
2: Uh, The wheel loaders, for example, um, a lot of them are being uh, run via command systems, whether it's line of sight. So the operator is close to the machine and he'll have a console on his chest that he can remotely operate the machine. Uh, They'll use that up against the high wall or in a hazardous spot on the particular job site. Um, And then some are using the command stations. So they'll be, you know, remote, far away from that particular machine, running a wheel loader in an application where it's dusty or hazardous or it's close to the high wall. Any place they want to get the operator away from that particular machine for safety reasons. Um, We're seeing it come into the coring industry uh, pretty heavily. We've talked about skilled labor in the past too, Brad, and, and commands helping with that. I mean, imagine, you know, you have a command station in Granbury, Texas, where you're at, um, where you call home and you're running machines all over the world. And you can run multiple machines from one station um, in your in your backyard, for example. So you can switch from a 988k wheel loader to a small wheel loader to you know, the next size wheel loader all from one machine and improve the effectiveness of an operator, attract better talent because you're in a larger metro area, for example, or actually recruit um, other individuals to the industry that, that are not incapable of climbing up and down a machine, for example. So it's, it's making a big splash in quarrying aggregates because of some of the dangers, some of the dust. Um, and it's been a very accurate and viable technology to the marketplace.
0: I, I don't want to blow away and go by too quickly the safe issues, because I think safety is huge on this for sure. I see that right away. Let's come back to visit that. Alan, let me throw something at you, though. This this, and, and, and Jason hit on it. You know, we are struggling. We've talked about this in past podcasts in terms of employees, where where we're at in the employee count. And it seems to be almost worse today than it ever was. But from your standpoint, Jason kind of kind of open up the door a little bit. How does this technology really play into what a lot of young people are pretty good at, and that's technology?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Brad, the younger generation, the generation, the gaming generation the, you know, that, that grew up with uh, iPads and, and computer games, the ability to quickly adapt to that 2D world, Right, mm-hmm. um, because now that's what we're asking our, our um, command operators to do is to now transition to that two D world on a screen and be able to operate proficiently. So there is a there is a, quite an advantage because uh, you know the, the, these folks grow, growing up in that with this technology, it's it's really second nature for them. And so having one of our expert uh, operators. Uh, sit down with this young generation we can easily train them on the task how the machine operates on the site and how the site operates because they've already adapted to that 2d uh, environment of running a machine remotely
0: yeah and, and the to me you're talking about a win for command technology for cat I, I think it's awesome uh it's definitely a win in that sense because i see so many of these young people i'm talking about even in high school uh alan that are involved with, let's say, groups like Skills USA or or the CTEs, which is the, the career and technology education centers that many school districts have adopted. It's kind of the old shop class, Jason, for you and me when we were in school. But but the fact of the matter is it is a huge win for the Cat Command technology. Jason, let me come back to you on the safety issue. And I know that uh, the, the dust is 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 certainly a bigger concern than ever to OSHA and that type of thing. Give us some other applications where the safety of the employee, it may be a highlight because I think this is definitely a win.
2: Oh, there's lots of applications and what's unique is Alan, uh, who's in charge of our command at Caterpillar and customers around the world are finding new applications every day. Some things that we didn't initially think of that they're they're applying command. Um, one is stevedoring, which is more commonly known as barge or ship unloading. That's right. So they'll, they'll drop a loader into the barge or the ship and the operator will, again, be out of the ship or on top or, again, in a command station cleaning out that because, again, it's a hazardous environment. Obviously, you're by water. Uh, it's, it could be a confined space depending on the ship. Um, dust, noise environments that we've talked about, marshlands, hazardous material cleanup, um, any place that you really don't want to risk a human being in that from an environmental uh, standpoint, whether it's noise, dust, contamination, um, external environment, you know, marshes uh, running over potential coal stockpiles that could give away. The applications are, are limitless and boundless uh, because the technology, is, as Alan has mentioned, is so user-friendly um, and it's so easy to adopt to from being in the seat of the machine to either being in a command station or run it remotely, that that the education gap um, to learn a command system is, is minimal. So I think the applications are going to keep coming at us, and I think they're going to keep growing into just about anything you can think of um, to attract operators, to keep operators, to keep them safe, um, and to cl- close the skilled uh, labor gap.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, you guys really got me perked up uh, over the last several months and just re uh, updating my reading on this, uh, you know, the CAT autonomous trucks and vehicle technology. I just I just love reading about this stuff. Alan, take me to the contractor that is um, a smaller contractor, maybe five, six, seven million dollars in sales but does a lot of dirt removal or uh, site prep work or works with uh, the demo and then the installation of sewer pipes and that kind of stuff. Where does this technology help me at as a contractor uh, in my efficiencies and the safety issues, that type of thing? Can you address that
1: a little bit? Sure. Well, we're getting a lot of, lot of pulls from um, contractors, actually of all sizes. Um, and Jason and, and yourself uh, alluded to the uh, people aspect of it, right? Um, command allows us to be able to do more with less. And what does that mean? Looking at utilization of machines, right? There, there are a lot of times, depending on where we're at in the build, the machines are, they perform a task and then the operator is waiting. Now what we're able to do with command is increase that operator's utilization. He or she could be doing a task at this location and or quickly with a push of a button, continue working with another machine at a different site, right? So that operator's utilization is increased, um, which allows, especially uh, some of the uh, s- smaller contractors that that have a harder time sometimes um, you know, uh, retaining uh, employees to to do more with less, right? And and you basically eliminate that geographical obstacle of having your best reloader operator at two sites at the same time, right? That kind of thinking is, is really, you know, kind of outside the box, there's really taken hold with a lot of our customers being able to do that. You know, they can imagine batch plant, right? I might be busy, slammed, you know, early in the morning, and then you might have some, um, you know, lull later mid morning or something. You know what? I can, perhaps I could even utilize the time differences, right. And actually take control of another batch plant, mm. you know, in a different time zone. Yeah. Right. So that, so that operator, that operator can stay busy and, and its utilization has gone through the roof.
0: Well, as you guys know, and again, Alan, to your point, which is so well taken, no matter what the size of the contractor is, production and profitability is at the heart of everything. I mean, none of our contractors would ever admit that they're working in a not-for-profit organization. So anything that can maximize their productivity, uh, their performance of source, and of course, safety. Uh, but they're looking for that productivity gains. Well, I can already tell we're going to have to go into a, a second part of this discussion. Let, let me maybe close out with one more uh, question. Jason, let me address it to you first. How difficult or challenging is it to get uh, the con- uh, contractors converted over to this mentality? Uh, you know, this, this, is a, this is such a paradigm shift from years ago. And now, all of a sudden, we're empowering contractors through the CAT command technology to be really be able to be more productive. And, and I'm not saying that they're against that, but how do you get them to open up their, 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 their thought process, their, their possibility thinking, when it comes to switching them more to a, a CAT command technology?
2: Well, after the initial system set up and they kind of get over the, you know, can I actually run this machine remotely? Uh, Most of them find it's a a huge benefit, and the learning curve, and Alan can probably speak better to it than than I could based on his experience training operators, but the learning curve I've seen, you you give an operator a day, and he'll be as effective on a command system as he was in the seat in the cab. And, And the reason it takes a little bit of time is because, as Alan mentioned, you go from a 3D world to a 2D world. You're looking at cameras, you're looking at screens mm. um, that help you decide where that machine is and what's going on with that machine. And it takes a little bit of time to retrain the brain from 3D to 2D. Uh, but again, they can be as effective um, using a command station or line of sight as they could and in the seat of the machine very, very quickly. And again, they're very safe um, that we've talked about, and it allows them to get into other machine platforms. They may not have had the capability to learn in the past, as Alan mentioned, you can switch from machines from the one station um, to increase increase their value at the at the job site and increase their job satisfaction.
0: I think that's great. Hey, Alan, Jason, are you guys up for for kind of a part two to this topic? Because I think we need we still have some areas to expand. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I, we got a lot more to get out of Alan's brain for sure. <laughs> Alan, are you, are you game for one more? Absolutely, sounds good. All right, well, great. Hey, if you've been listening to this podcast, don't don't hang up, so to speak. Uh, look forward to the, the to to another podcast, and we'll call this uh, uh, looking for uh, logging those uh, those wins, knocking out those wins for command technology part two. Uh, this has been Brad Humphrey, uh, your your facilitator for this. And again, we're so thankful to Caterpillar and Four Construction Pros for sponsoring us. Um, we want you to have a great day and be safe. Enjoy our podcast? Well, then check out com for industry articles and webinars featuring Caterpillar's experts, Jason Hurtis, Lonnie Fritz, and Scott Hagelman.